0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, welcome to the show. This is the Millennial Millionaire Podcast and I am your host, Stephen Cohen. This podcast is focused on bringing some of the wisest minds from across the globe to discuss concepts, strategies, and ideals have led them to be top performers in their respective industries and their lives. This show is for the millennials and millennials at heart to transcend their mindset, their health, and their income to the next level. We are so excited to have you on this journey with us. Welcome to the show. Yo, 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 welcome back to the show. Today's guest I am super excited for. We have the man, the myth, the legend, Dan Folger. Dan is a professional photographer turned entrepreneur. He's best known for working side to side with the global superstar rapper Wiz Khalifa. He is a visionary and founder of the company GLD, a nine-figure jewelry company, and has helped many grand brands grow online into massive companies. Dan, super stoked to have you on the show, man.
1: Yo, thank you, and <clears throat> I want to say thank you for saying my last name right so many people say Fulger. i do my research literally everyone says Fulger, and like a lot of the times i'm just like yeah whatever just say it. it's fine because so many people say it but yeah. it's like the coffee and you said it so Gotta get thank it you right, so man. much for saying hey, it right. starting
0: starting off on the right beat man
1: yeah man here we go let's get right into it uh i appreciate you know you having me here let's get it
0: absolutely bro So Dan, this is our first time meeting in person, but I've been following you on social media for a while and your Instagram is popping, man, you know, between you and your lovely girlfriend, you guys live a really cool lifestyle, but in my experience for people that are living life at a high level, they weren't always at that. Can you talk a little bit about your journey of entrepreneurship and how you got to where you were to who you are today?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, You know, so I'm from Pittsburgh, PA uh from a family that's just working class, you know, never had the background in anything that I do now. No e-commerce, photography, whatever it may be. My parents, you know, just work normal jobs. I lived a good life. Um, so getting into entrepreneurship, you know, I was the one who always was around. So when I did photography, it actually brought me around to a lot of successful people. And it like teased you of wanting to want the better lifestyle you know so i'm around all these rappers athletes whoever it is and you're like damn like i want this so bad Mm. so you know i think that just built that fire in me to just want to grind 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 and basically like i wouldn't wouldn't say no you Mm. know and obviously as anyone would know is being an entrepreneur it's not easy and i would never tell anybody like yo it's not easy like you will fail you'll fail multiple times it just comes down to you know, who's going to take those L's and turn them into lessons and, and win from that.
0: Love that, man. When you started as a photographer, did you always have that ambition and the goals and dreams and desires to live life at a higher level? Or was it till you got exposed to people like Wiz Khalifa that we'll talk about in a little bit that really sparked that for you?
1: Yeah. So that's funny you said that. So when I did become a photographer, it was, you know, there wasn't like big dreams. There wasn't like, yo, I'm going to start a brand. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It was literally like, I was just obsessed with taking content. Like to me, just being, it sounds so lame, but just like getting photos of the celebrity was like good enough for me. You know, I just love that passion of like getting the photos, getting the content, this and that. And what really brought me um, to, you know, expand my mind to think of like, yo, let's take this to another level was when I started working with Wiz and when I started to like my own brand was growing. And, you know, my following was growing this and that. And I had friends around me who were, you know, got me kind of into e-commerce that were doing stuff. And I was like, damn, I was like, I already have like a head start, you know, because I have my own brand. Like if I were to to drop something right now, I already have a fan base that would buy it, you mm-hmm. know. So, like, I feel like as time went on, I kind of was like you know, I was like, yo, I got to think of the bigger picture because I did get burnt out. Like I was telling you before, you know, like being a photographer on tour, I'm, I'm assuming any of my listeners right now that are listening who have done, you know, tours and it's not, it's a lot, man. It's so much, you know, and you're just like, you know, like you see all this money coming in this and that, and you're like, you know, and you're a big part of it, but you're like, damn, like, you know, I could do this. Like I could be a part of this, you know, a bigger picture and take my brands to the ne- next level. What do you think
0: separated you from probably the other hundreds of photographers when originally you know, trying to get in contact with the Wiz? Because obviously Wiz Khalifa is a huge name. Mm-hmm. What do you think separated you from him being attracted to you and collabing together?
1: So one thing, there's a few things I'm going to talk about here. So one is that I've learned with a lot of these artists or celebrities, whoever it may be, it goes, the most important thing is them being able to tolerate being around you. Being not likeable. just like, yeah, exactly. You know, not just being a great photographer because I've handed people, you know, you know, whenever I, you know, um, stepped down with working with Wiz and had to do the GLD, GLD thing full time, I sent Wiz people this and that. And it's like the number one question is like, well, Wiz like him. You know what I'm saying? It's like me and him kicked it off great. You know, and a lot of other artists that I worked with, like uh, you need to be a friend. You got to be able to build a friendship because you're with them 24 seven. I was with him. At all times, you know, like, I was at one point living in his house. You know what I'm saying? I was with him at all times. And, you know, like, for him, if he didn't happen to, like, like me, he's going to be like, man, let's just get on to the next I don't care how good he is. So, you know, I think it was just, I was very, you know, we kicked off great with the relationship. And uh, number two, I always wanted to say, I'll literally never forget this, you know, shout out to John Geiger. I'm not sure if you know who he is, but he's another Pittsburgh native. Um, He owns uh, John Geiger. I guess you'd say, John Geiger Co., which he, you know, he has his own shoe line, clothing line. But anyways, he's been a like a big bro to me forever, and he actually brought me to, like, my first, like, Wiz. I was doing stuff around Wiz, you know, backstage, just not really not in it, in it. But they were close with, with this guy named John, and John brought me to this show, and he really, like, I was, like, with him, with him. And that's when Wiz was like, yo, let me get your email, man. Like, send me all the content, and that kind of kicked it off. But, yeah, I guess just right place, right time. Like I said, just, like, a, you know... Not to toot my own horn, just super chill dude, like had fun, like, you know, and was, did good work, and I was very, thing about me is like, you don't need to tell me, oh, damn, go get that content, I got that, I was, I, and here's the thing, I was, I, me, I was so in it, I, there's times where Wiz would be like, yo, don't film, or like, I would rather you tell me, yo, don't get this, or yo, back up, you know, I, there's, I, I would do what I had to do to get the shot, and it would be funny, like, there, I'll never forget, I have a sick video clip, I was so close to him on stage, and he literally on camera like push my camera. I was like, "Yo, back the fuck up!" Yeah. But when we were done, I edited, it, and like when he pushed my camera, I like made it like the choppy like VHS effect, and it was like fire. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, that's why I did it. So like, you know, like I was just like not afraid, man. Like because I know at the end of the day, that's what they want. They want the content, so I was just not shy. I know a lot of photographers who are shy, man. You know, some of the people I used to bring on with me we were so shy to get the. F- I'm like, go up in front of them. Like I will take your photo until you say, "Yo, don't take a photo of me anymore." because it's like, you got to, it's the name of the game in this space. You have to do that.
0: Yeah. I agree with you, man. Closed mouths don't get fed. And, you know, regardless whether it's photography or any industry, like just having that initiative and being willing to do whatever it takes in order to get the job done. I forget the exact quote, but you know, it it goes something like if you work harder than what you're getting paid, eventually you're going to get paid more than what you're working. And I feel like for you to be able to attract a situation, to be with Wiz Khalifa and be in that lifestyle, it opens your minds to different things that maybe you didn't think was possible in the past. What were some things in that period of your life that you feel like you took away that helped you launch, you know, your current businesses that you have today? Um, trying to
1: think what would be... uh, I mean, honestly, hmm. that's a good question. So you're basically saying like, what what did I take from the journey? Or are you saying?
0: Yeah, during your experience, obviously not every 21, 22, 23-year-old gets to surround themselves with someone that is a high-caliber individual and being in that season of your life. How do you feel like that molded you into the person that you are today or any characteristics sure. that you were able to pull from that?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I would say... You know I'm always open to learn. You know, so being around these people, I'm ears are open. You know, I'm here to learn. I'm here to connect, and and you know I'm a very big networker. So <clears throat> when I'm around these people, it's funny. Like having a camera, as you may know, it's like having the golden ticket. If you have a camera in your hand, yo, dude, take a picture of us. Hey, you, I saw you took a picture of me doing this. Let me get your number. Next thing you know, man, for being on these, you know being in the music industry, I had a phone book of every person you could imagine. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm taking this stuff, that's that's really when as well I was like, "Okay, damn, I have access to everybody. I got to do something bigger than this." You know what I'm saying? I got to I got to take these connects and turn this into a business, a product, whatever it may be. You know what I'm saying? I got to turn this into something bigger. So, definitely like, you know, networking, you know, just I, I, this is me being, you know, 20 years old from Pittsburgh. I was never in the scene, so I needed to learn how to, you know, to be in a room full of certain people, you know. You just learn on the way, you you know. Like, I was just a young kid who, you know, I had to learn on the way. So definitely just, like, yeah, networking, um, learning to just, you know, just learn, you know, from other people taking that and kind of just, you know, learn on the way. That's all I could really say. Got to be open-minded, man. Yeah, like – you have to be because there's so many, so much things are going on, and you just have to. This is another thing of just like entrepreneurship is uh, adapting to every situation. Mm. You're never gonna, you're never gonna have a a time where it's just easy. You know what I'm saying? Things change, markets change, this and that changes. You need to be able to adapt very quickly, <clears throat> and that's definitely something I learned as well over the time. Mm. Adaptability, man. Do you believe in luck, Dan? I'm curious. I absolutely believe in luck. I'm very lucky in the sense i don't care what anyone says you he, he, i know a lot of can i swear yeah of course. i know a lot of motherfucking people who work very hard who just don't have good luck yeah you know what i'm saying like yes i worked hard G, you know my partners worked hard gld we worked our ass off we did everything you know we could have done was there luck and timing of course you know rappers were starting to wear crazier pieces athletes this and that jewelry was becoming a you know hot piece again. You know what I'm saying? And just luck is there, you know, because I'm sure we know a lot of people who work hard, but they're just, they just work hard. Nothing has came from it. So luck's, luck is luck, man. It's either, you know, I know a lot of people who are just not, who aren't lucky, you know, luck is, you need luck to win. Just It's just a very, it's the truth. You can believe it or not. Yeah.
0: No, I agree with you. I, I think, I think in a sense, people definitely can create their own, their own luck. Absolutely. You know, for you, I feel like, you were lucky in terms of being at the right place at the right time, Absolutely. but you were also putting that energy into, it, you know, the universe and working in order like to a formula. attract that opportunity. It's like a formula,
1: you know, you, you, you have the, the luck from God and then you have the luck that you you make, you know what I'm saying, that you put in and, and make happen. And that's just, that's just how it is because, I mean, I, I know photographers or whatever you want to, business people, whatever, who will be there at the right time, but don't put the work in to make it happen or vice versa, whatever it may be.
0: So walk us through it. You went on tour with Wiz. You learned a lot about success and opened your mind to what was actually possible being around these high caliber people. What was that transition period like for you from being a photographer, a high level photographer at that to shifting to starting your own business, which turned into, you know, one of the biggest jewelry companies out there with GLD?
1: Yeah, so um, it was... So here's the thing. So this is again, like when I talk about success, I'm a real big, uh, firm believer in, um, it's like a formula, having a good team, this and that. So I instantly right off the bat, I brought content. That's the most important thing. Not one of, you know, one of the most important things when you're starting a business is content, especially e-commerce, our photos off top. were unbelievable on Instagram. You know, we had it's jewelry, you know, we want to be appealing. We had fire content, you know, we were posting dope videos, dope photos, this and that. And then my other partners <clears throat> who were just um, graduating college, you know, they skipped out on their job opportunities. And, went, you know, they went full force right into GLD. And they brought in the expertise that, you know, I may say I wasn't as good in, which was like, you know, like Shopify stuff and just being organized and, you know, having the time to sit there and fulfill orders, whatever it may be, you know, while I was still running around. Because when GLD started, I was still with Wiz. You know, I had to transition out. I, I, you know, I just didn't leave, but it was like a perfect formula. Cause we had the boys back home that were, you know, putting the work in, crushing it and doing all the business stuff. And then you, you know, you would have me traveling the whole world and sending crazy photos, you know, this and that all this good content that we could run with. It was just a good formula. Cause it was, it was like, if I was in the office, we were all just sitting there in Pittsburgh. We would we, you know, we like the content. If they were all on tour with me, then probably all of us would be drunk and not doing shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like business is a very, very to, to, For me, it's very big on, you know, a balance, a team, and, like, a formula of, of success. like
0: Totally. How, in terms of your business partners, were those friends that you had from, you know, high school growing up? Or where did you find? Because I feel like a yeah. lot of people out there, you know, maybe they have a good idea or maybe they're ambitious or maybe they've, you know, have these big goals and dreams, but they just don't have the team or they don't have the people or they don't have the support in their life in order to get so, there.
1: So, yeah, so luckily... Um, we were just best friends growing up. Um, I mean, when we started GLD, uh there was like five of us or something like that. You know, only two are left, you know, throughout the the journey, you know, as business friends that makes we didn't have fallouts, but like people, you know, just it's a rough journey, didn't make it. But yeah, so um yeah, there's like five of us They were just literally inseparable best friends, which we were all like, yo, like we're gotta do something, man. Like we got we're not getting jobs, like we gotta fucking have fun and like You know, so yeah, it was, you know, we kind of, like I said, adapted, everyone took on a role and, and played that part. And then obviously as time went on, some people couldn't, you know, fulfill their role or whatever. And as we got bigger and had other bigger partners, you know, who came in, were like, Hey, you know, they got to go or whatever it may be kind of, you know, trickled off. But yeah, man, we were all best friends. Um, And to be honest, that was the best times of, you know, if I tell anybody like when starting a business, this, the, the start of it is always the best part because you're like you just you're in the unknown you don't know if you're going to make it so when you get that one sale you're like yes you know i already know if you refresh your shopify it's like i know what numbers we're doing you know and they're high and like it'll be like that every day like you know you're not fighting like when we were young we were fighting to get that extra sale it was like the best feeling ever i'll never forget <laughs> I'll, this is a funny story i tell everybody so we were just starting out and we were we ordered a bunch of samples of clothes right you know, this is, like, when GLD stage, like, we were doing jewelry, but, like, we were, like, oh, but we love What clothing. year was this? Oh, I mean, dude, this is, what is it, 2023. So, probably 2017. Okay. um, seven, Maybe, yeah. No, nah, maybe, like, 2018. Whatever. It was a while ago. But we were still, like, oh, we got to do clothes. So, we ordered all this clothing, dude. Okay, it came in, and it was samples of each piece. Bro, we each wore one of these pieces out. So when we live in Pittsburgh. When we go to the bars that are, like, college bars. Yeah. We came back cranberry stains, rips in them. And we're like, wait, dude, we just wasted like two grand, which was like probably all the money we had. And we're like, we have no samples to even like take pictures in. Like, what the hell did we just do? You know, like, but that's like stuff I look back on. I'm like, man, that was like some of the best times like ever of starting a business, you know, like the hardships of it and just being there together and just like really like sitting there like, dude, like, okay, we're going to get past this. Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I amazing.
0: Think, I think that perspective is important because there's a lot of people out there um, that was in your situation in 2017 2018 that is trying to get their business off the ground They're trying to get their brand off the ground but in the moment those challenges that you know when you went through in hindsight were some of your best times in their current situation they see it as the challenges and hardships why do you think most people that start businesses that first year that first six months end up not fulfilling or end up quitting along the way
1: i mean here, here's the thing. <clears throat> I'm, you know, I believe in this as well. There's some people who are, are born fighters and winners and just flat out quitters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people who just can't take the stress. They don't have the the willpower to to sit there and be like, okay, I'm going to have plan B, plan C, and and fight through and execute. That's just how it is. It's just like just like me. Like, I wasn't born to go to college, and there's people who are born to go to college and work and don't want to be entrepreneurs. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there's some people who just can't, Fight the being discouraged and having a failure and, and not to fight through it. Like I'm telling you, like anybody out there who wants to be an entrepreneur, you will fail. You will fail multiple times and you don't take that as like, oh damn, you know, like you're like, okay, cool. That's your, I'm going to take this as a learning lesson. I'm going to fight through that and I'm going to, I'm going to conquer it and I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to build from it. And that's, you know, do your research. Like look at some of the richest people in the world. They, you know, they've lost. You know, and you just got to be that one who believes in yourself, believes in your team and your vision and your dream and, and take it and, and learn from it.
0: Yeah, man. I th- I think what you said there, failure is such an important lesson for people it to is. learn like and, and to your point I think in college and you know I'm I'm a college dropout as well you know proud and when I mm-hmm. you know was making that shift from college to entrepreneurship I got so much you know hate maybe not hate but you know people who care about me and love me yeah. when they think they know what's best for you but in reality you're the only one that knows what's best for you so when you're going an alternative route from what they feel like whether it's your peers your mom your dad your cousins whoever A lot of times they project their own insecurities about what they feel like they're not capable on you and it clouds your own judgment to make sure that you're making that right decision. Did you ever feel that way shifting from the traditional route of going to college, getting good grades, getting a job corporate America like most people do to making that jump into something that's a lot more unorthodox like entrepreneurship?
1: Absolutely. Um, I've dealt with it two times. So the first time was, I mean, my parents really knew I wasn't the college guy. You know, it was like, hey, get a job, pay your bills, and you figure it out. You know, like, I did at first apply to CCAC, which was a community college in Pittsburgh, and I was like, whatever, just do it, you know? And I was really just, like, lying to my parents about going. Like, it was hilarious. Like, I was actually just, like, ditching it and doing photo shoots, this and that, but I was making money, you know? I was like... You know, I was making money. I was, um, I remember I took like a week off and went to Tampa and did a bunch of like shoots there, whatever. So anyways, basically I broke the news to them like, hey, I'm not, you know, I'm not going anymore. And then whatever, like this was like when photography didn't really kick off, you know, Mm -hmm. but like, okay, it wasn't not like I still needed to pay bills. So I got a job, worked a bunch of normal jobs. But so anyways, where I'm going at is, so for the WIS thing, I actually had a job opportunity. Um, I was working at Cheese Factory, seven to three. Shout out to all the guys that are there still. That
0: Love was a that fun place. job.
1: Fucking, I ate cheese every day. Like I literally ate cheese every day. It was a cheese factory. I made cheese. cheese so, I, <laughs> what? Cheese head. Yeah, I'm a cheese head. Like I ate Parmesan cheese, whatever it may be, string cheese, like it was fire. So anyways, I had, um, I got a job opportunity from my homie, Rocky Fresh, uh, asked me to go on tour, and it was with Rocky Fresh, G-Eazy, Tory Lanes, Kyle, and a couple other guys, I can't remember their names. Um, and it was a free it would be free he's like yo i can't pay you but like i was like yo i was like this is big you know again open mind i'm thinking big i'm like all right this is you know i'm cool to not take the money you know i'm gonna be living for free for the time period i'm not gonna lose anything i could really make moves and this is this is to see if i could like make it basically like if i could take these connections i know my qualities there i know my my hustle's there i'm gonna do it so i told my mom obviously like hey i'm quitting i'm going this thing what do you think you know like Oh Dan, I, I don't know, I don't know about this. You have bills. like I don't know. you know like you go, you're talking to like our parents who don't know about social media this I'm like, no, I'm telling you, obviously whatever. I mean I'm a grown you know grown adult at this point I'm like, I'm gonna do it. So I did it. And the second time I have to deal with this was the whole thing of like, hey, mom, dad, whatever, I'm stopping working with Wiz. I'm going to GLD full-time. you know and GLD was like still like, We were making whatever, I don't even know what our revenue was, a few hundred thousand, whatever, you know. But it was like, again, like, you know, know, my mom knows who Wiz, is everyone knows who he is from the city. It was like the dream job. You know, she's like, she would love to tell her friends. My son works for Wiz Khalifa, you know, or whatever it may be. So for me to say, hey, I'm I'm done, I'm going to start taking GLD full time, it was another thing, you know, like, because I had a constant paycheck with Wiz, this and that, you know. So that was another time she was, you know, Parents were nervous. Like, same with all of our, you know, all my partner's parents. You know, they think about them. They went to college, and they weren't even showing up to, like, what's the thing, job corps, you know what I'm job saying? Job fairs. Job fairs. Like, they weren't even showing up to them. So their parents like, I mean, you went to college. Like, I thought you're supposed to get a job. You know, and they're just like, no, nah, we're going to sell jewelry and turn this into a massive business. So, yeah, we've definitely dealt with that. And, again, it could be in your ear. It's just you got to toughen it out and be like, hey, take that as fire. You know, like, when people would say that to me, I would – I'll get mad. I'll just be like, that's fine. Like, you'll see. I'm a big believer. Like, you'll see. I, I like that line. You'll see. I'm going to prove you wrong.
0: That man, was that transition scary for you? Because like you said, right, having, you know, a nice, safe, secure job and massive perks and being around, you know, an awesome lifestyle and how high caliber, high caliber people <laughs> transitioning to something that's completely different. What was that transition like for you personally?
1: So I'll tell you the hardest part was telling him that was the hardest part. I literally teared up that night. I remember it because I was so grateful for what he did, you know, for me. You know, I'll never forget that. We were at a studio house that he rented in the hills, and I'll never forget he was downstairs hanging out on his phone, whatever it may be, and I was in my chat with my, my boys, and we're like, today's the day. You're going gonna- to do day, baby. I- no, you got to tell him like, you know, we need you, man. We need you full time. Like, we got to get it going. And I remember just sitting there just like, dreading going to house and I went downstairs and I'll never forget I was like hey brother can I talk to you and I literally like I told him I was like you know I he knew GLD you know he was already like repping at this and that and I was like it's doing really well man and I think the next step in my life is is taking that route taking the brand to the next level and as much as I you know love you and um, appreciate everything you did for me this is what I got to do and Wiz actually is a part of the brand Hmm. Um, so like he literally is an equity partner like he's a part of it um but that was the hardest part you know because we built so much together and again like he changed my life forever I'm never not you know say that I was a random kid in Pittsburgh who changed my life and that was the hardest part but like I was so fired up our company was such on fire and that we knew like it's like once we get the whole gang together and it's go time it was we knew we were at that stage where it's like yo like it's go time so like I wasn't nervous in that sense it was more just sad you know like life was awesome you know it's dope and for you know, to go to somebody and like, he was a, you considered a brother and, you know, you felt like they did so much for you and be like, Hey, I'm done. It just sucked. You know,
0: it's a powerful lesson though. You know, you have to sometimes give up the good. To, get to the Great.
1: Absolutely. You know, you have to, you know, close one door to open another. And I mean, shit, you know, I know if he were to watch this, he'd be like, you made the right decision because he got a nice payday. I got a nice payday. And you know, there's plenty more. We're still boys. I just saw him in Vegas. Not recently. Um, comes here he has a residency at Dre's so I always party with him still we always kick it you know and any business deals come my way and that I know I can involve him I will do it you know
0: it's awesome bro so talk to us about GLD a little bit. Take it from starting this idea, hey, we're going to get into jewelry and, you know, we have we have these endorsements and I'm really good at content to turning it into a nine-figure empire. What was that process like? What was those challenges and, and breakthroughs that you had to go going from a solopreneur mm-hmm. into truly building an actual business?
1: So, you know, starting off, like I said, it was just, you know, the group of us in Pittsburgh, we had no, you know, we had no... Um, background of e-commerce we had no background of of shopify of selling anything you know so we you know we learned on the way as much as we could and um this is funny because i actually never talked about him on an interview he's one of my he's a partner he's actually the current ceo of gld he's a brother of mine um we the first big move that we made was we brought a guy named mark seremet um who got uh introduced from a professor of one of my friends who went to college and we hired him as a consultant, and he's had major wins. So he's actually one of the founders of Take-Two Interactive that published Grand Theft Auto. Um, I know that game. Yep, yep. And then Take-Two. I'm sorry, not Take-Two, 2K. So, like, yeah, they he had big wins, man. A lot of big e-commerce wins. The guy's just an absolute genius. Um, so we brought him on as a consultant. and Then he worked with us to, like, really, like, structure. You know, we were kids with a great idea, the hustle, the product, all this. And we, you know... We needed someone to bring in to like turn this, start to morph this into a, a real business. And, you know, and that's when we brought him in and things started to snowball. And so we got our first, we did a deal with his group and that brought us to New York City. Um, so we moved to New York. Actually, dude, we have a, that was probably one of my favorite offices. We had a fire office in Soho, New York City. I'm talking, it was right South above up. the Prada store because one of our partners owned the whole entire building. Family's like a billionaire. And, I mean, dude, we were playing dodgeball in that place. I mean, we were fucking smoking it out. And, like, people at the bottom, like, you can't smoke in here. And we were like, we're on cloud now. We're like, we do whatever we want. <laughs> you know, we were we were loving it. It was so great. But that's when we were like, this is when shit was getting real. You know, like, this is when, before when GLD started, we didn't even, we paid ourselves $100 a week. Always went back into the business. And then when this started to come in, you know, we were starting to pay ourselves a salary. You know, shit was getting real. We were like, this is dope. And then, like I said, from there, it really you know it just got structured more man you know we brought people in who had more of you know um what's the word i'm that i'm looking for uh expertise expertise exactly people who've been doing this for a while you know and here's the best thing that i love about it. a lot of you know if we did it on our own what i've said we've got to where we're at you know you never know but did they speed things up absolutely you know, having partners to speed things up. I'm about that. You know, I, we know we want to get to the next level fast and that's what happened. You know, they brought their expertise. We did what we had to do. Brand vision, you know, you know, the faces and what we had to do. Um, so yeah, that really brought us to where we're at. And now it's just like, now it's really at a level where it's like, it's crazy. Sometimes you think you're like, dude, we're like a, it's a huge company. Like, it's crazy to think sometimes you're like, it's just so like, what the hell's actually happening? You know, it's cool. Did you have to
0: have some type of identity shift or did you have to feel like you had to level up because to go from almost kind of like a hobby, you know, making a hundred dollars a week to obviously getting big boy investors, big boy money, big boy business. For me, I know in my own journey, I had to shift from what I viewed myself as in order to allow the floodgates of my potential to come in. Did you go through some type of identity shift during that process?
1: Um. Yes. Yes, and no. So, like, we definitely stayed true to ourselves because the brand was just like our our vision was like the American dream. You know, we didn't try to act rich if we weren't rich. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, we were just still us. You know, just like having fun. You know, work hard. A big our our quote is work hard play hard we love that mentality you know you work hard play hard give back you know we're big on giving back Wiz got the song title yeah right (laughs) like no I probably took it for him but (laughs) that's the thing like you know work hard play hard give back um but yes of course when the brand's getting bigger something that I learned because you know I was a little on the little crazier side is hey you're now up you're attached to your business so like if you know I do something crazy and stupid, it's going to affect the business. You know what I'm saying? A lot of my partners were, like, a lot more calmer than me, and, like, with that would really, hey, man, like, you know, guys, everyone be aware, like, it's this is big shit now. You know, we can't be fools. Like, we got to, you know, we're attached to the business, so we need to, like, you know, keep a standard to the business. So, definitely, like, you know, you got to grow with the business. as It's getting bigger, this and that, more eyes on it. You know, you got to, you know, stay to that level. And, obviously, as the brand's growing and the vision that we're going, you know, Kind of just have to follow it. You know, it's everything goes out the window when there's, when it's, you know, when the brand's growing. It's like you got to just focus on that. That's your baby. That's, you know, that's our, that's the big exit. That's the money. So you got to just, you know, do whatever you can to keep that thing safe.
0: Amen, man. So after GLD, I know you're still obviously involved in it, but I know your big focus now is into branding. I know you dabbled in crypto a little bit after creating such a successful company, what does it look like after that? Is it you just shifting and and using, you know, the resources that you made from that company in terms of investing and, you know, focusing on other endeavors or what's, what's the shift after creating a, you know, a mecca business as of.
1: Absolutely. Um, so honestly, man, like yeah, it's it goes with anything like again like I was saying like not burnt out but like you just get when you start to do like you get that fire you're like I want to see what else is good you know yeah. so um obviously is still going strong you know everything's you know still a partner but a lot of hands off of a lot of things um yeah man like I wanted to basically honestly I wanted to this is this is this is serious shit I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it again. Like, cause you could say, Oh, Dan got lucky. Got whiz, got lucky. That da da, GLD lucky. I'm, I want to be like, I swear to God, I want to do it where I prove myself again. Yo, I just fucking built something again. So yeah, it took a lot of my connections, a lot of things that I learned and you know, my partners right now, you know, I, all, all, all this morning we had a call about, um, acquiring this new business. Um, I can't even speak on it, but yeah, just another business. So yeah, like everything I learned, I mean, I've been in the, in the, you know, the game for a long time now, honestly, eight years of like really like starting a business from, you know, from start to exit. So yeah, taking that and just, you know, getting into new investments and, you know, it's funny now because when you have money, it is very true. When you have money, it's easier to make money. Totally. For example, like, you know, I mean, I could lose one, you never know, but like just going to do this new real estate investment, this flip, you know, like I probably will make money, but- you know, there's obviously their chance, but it's like when you have money, you can just make money. And you know, that's the thing, man. Like I'm just dabbling in a lot of things and I like to do investments and you know, a lot of other people may be able to relate to this The investments that I like to do are ones that I have control in. So I've had investment opportunities, Hey, throw money in and I just get a check back. I don't like that because I get nervous. You know, I'm already a very worried person. I like, I like to be able to control our outcome. And I learned this from my partner, Mark, who literally is basically, I don't really have a mentor, but this guy, what I would say is my mentor, you know, he really has changed my life in a lot of ways. And he's the same way. He's like, Dan, I don't know. I think we pass on it. Like we make, again, we make our own luck. So, you know, real estate, you know, flip, you can design, you know, there's a lot to that buying e-commerce businesses that we could be hands-on we know what we're doing not just like you know i've been offered real estate funds and maybe they would make me you know 100 million i don't know i could be missing out on it but i'm that type of guy who would i would rather buy something and be able to be like okay i know i have the chance to make this better
0: yeah and i think that's really important especially in today's age where there's so many opportunities being thrown at people. I feel like people really buy into the concept that, hey, the average millionaire has seven streams of income or whatever the case is. But what for people don't realize is you have to have one really solid stream before mm-hmm. you can start getting opportunities to start you know, pivoting and and leverage. And I feel like self-awareness is basically what you were just talking about of understanding what makes sense for you. You like having control over your investment and knowing that you can add value to it because you understand that that's, what's going to give you the most amount of security and peace of mind versus people that don't really understand self-awareness and their investment thesis. Therefore, they're just saying yes to every opportunity that comes through that. And
1: and that's the thing too, is like, you know, I've been a victim of this is Trying to juggle too much at once. I have so much shit going and I can't give everything 100%, and it just ends up just being either a waste of time, waste of money, whatever. So, like, you know, I basically would tell people, like, you know, you can have, there's a lot, you know, if you want a big win, man, the big wins are building something that has equity in it that's going to have an exit. I don't care what anyone says. Cash flow is great. Don't get me wrong. I love cash flow. But when you can build something, you know, whatever, pay yourself out, distribution, salary, whatever it is. But when you get a when you get an exit and you get a check for 20 million, 30 million, whatever it is, it that's life-changing. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like, and that's something you put all your, you know, really go hard with. So, you know, now my mindset is, you know, I'm focusing on just a few things that I know I could 100 percent get going. And I still do all day my marketing deals. You know, I'm a big, I'm very big on brokering, you know. Yo, Dan. Um, which is great. Cause all these connections I have, I, I brokered, you know, campaign deals all day. Hey, I need so-and-so tiger to post this. Cool. Text them. Yo, man, I got a hundred grand for you, you want to do this. Tell them 120. You know what I'm saying? I do that all day. That's easy. That's tech stuff. But I'm talking about things that I put my time into, you know, like I said, this real estate thing, I have my fiance who, um, is a partner of mine in it. And she runs all the day to day stuff handling. Like, I mean, honestly, shout out to you, you, I couldn't do the work. It's a lot of work. I don't know if anyone out here has done real estate yet, but it is a lot of work. So without her, and that's not, actually this gets me into something, building a team again. Like, you know, don't be greedy. I'm cool with not being greedy. I just want to get the end win. So, you know, like, yeah, I could have been like, oh babe, I got it. I'm going to handle everything myself, you know? But next thing you know, I may, it might be, I'm not focusing on the other thing, you know? So we like split up as a team. So, you know, she's handling her thing, you know, at the house, you know, we still go over stuff together but i could focus on my other e-commerce stuff vice versa vice versa whatever it may be um don't be greedy man because people oh, i need 100% of it how about just how about just like getting the job done and and making sure it gets done and just taking like 60% totally just so it gets done and here's another quote i just I want to throw this out there and you can clip this mark my mentor my ceo of gld he said this and i'll never forget this he goes this is whenever we were going to do an investment with GLD, right? We were all nervous. This is our baby. We're like, Oh my God. Like we do not want to give up any equity. He goes, let me tell you something, guys, would you rather own 1% of Google or a hundred percent of GLD? We're like, it's very true. You know, like the end game, the valuation is the biggest thing. You know what I'm saying? Like what? 1% of Google. I don't even know what that would be, but it would be a lot of fucking money. So like it puts things in perspective. You're like, Hey, like you're right. Like, Let's not be greedy as long as it's something for the longevity of the company to take it to the next level so I'm a big I'm a big fan on that
0: 100% man you hit on a lot of things there I love the equity piece cuz I agree when you look at people that have, you know, deca millionaires, nine figure networks, the game isn't about cash flow. It's about how do I get the highest multiple on mm-hmm. the exits and businesses that I run in order to get there? You need a little bit of money. You know, if, if you're not making six figures, like focus on making, you know, six figures, hopefully seven figures. Mm-hmm. And then you have a little bit of leverage. You should have some expertise to hopefully go get a bigger multiple. So I love what you said there. Talk a little bit about how important it is to have a significant other that supports you. And that is on the same page because I feel like a lot of people out there, you know, a lot of people think like, Hey, you know, my girlfriend, fiance, wife, whatever, uh, you know, is we need to have a power couple relationship or others like the fact that they focus on business. And then, you know, their significant other focuses on tending to, you know, the house or kids or whatever. What does that dynamic look like and how has it supported you in your journey?
1: Absolutely. And that's, that's funny you ask, because I feel like it's so important, and people uh, overlook that. Um, you know, here's the thing. You know, when I, I made, and this is, you know, this is me telling the truth. The most money I ever made was was since I've been with her, you know. And, <clears throat> you know, when I was in Miami, don't get me wrong, you know, I was, I was in the club every night this night. And, and it did help. I was networking like crazy. I was doing this, doing that, doing that. You know, but I was young, you know, I, I was building the connections that I, I was basically building the path that I needed. you know what I'm saying? As I got older, you know, here's the thing she got, she got me to be so aware of my mindset and my mental health. Mm. That was so important, man, because I do get very stressed. I do, you know, I'm impulsive in certain ways, you know, like happy, sad or whatever it may be. And a lot of that has affected my business you know, relationships or, or money or whatever it may be. So having someone in your corner who, you know, can build with you is, it's just so important, man. Um, you know, and some people just like, don't take the time to like really think about it, you know? And like to any young guys out there, like you may be nervous to like, be like asked to get therapy or whatever it may be. But it's like, dude, like, it's not like you don't need to be nervous you don't it doesn't make you look soft to do that it doesn't make anything like that just everybody needs it everyone really should take the time to to work on themselves because it's like you know clear mind that funnels into better business better you know better health better mindset going into things you know so yeah i do therapy every week um and sometimes we don't talk about anything like just like how things are going or if i'm stressed you just talk to someone who has not has they don't have you know, they don't, their opinion, you know, they, they're not on either side. So I could talk to them about whatever. So, yeah, having her has been definitely a great thing. And, and here's the thing, get you motivated, man. You know, like, I want to, you know, being the guy you want to provide, you want to be like, I'm the fucking, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to win man. for us. Exactly. I want to get you that and you know, I want to do this for us and this and that. So you get fired up, you get motivated. And and here's another thing. Um, sorry, I'm just like ranting right now. Drop a fire, bro. Keep it going. Um, actually, who did I talk to about this? One of my buddies. I think um, I think I talked to Chris about this. But anyways, buying things sometimes that may be out of your budget is not bad because that gets you, that puts a fire under your ass. I saw him buy a bunch of cars recently. I'm like, dude, what are you, you're crazy. But I was like, yo, that's dope because I feel the same way. Sometimes when I buy myself something, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of going a little overboard. You're like, let's fucking get it. It's go time. Like, it's time to work now and make it back. So, like, having that, like, there's times, you know, when we were to get, like, uh, an apartment that may be more, you know, a few thousand more dollars extra because, we, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to work to get it. You almost, like, you have you have to make it. You put yourself in, your back against the wall and you're going to fucking grind and you're going to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm really big on believing, like, don't be content. Like, okay, yeah, I'm, next year I'm just going to the same place, whatever. No, I'm going to bump it up and I'm just going to make it happen because, a lot of the situations I put myself in where it's either do or die, I come out on top and I always, it's just always happened. Like, and I feel like that has made me who I am.
0: Always, man. And I tell my sales team a lot, it's never a spending problem. It's always an earning problem because exactly. it's always a mentality. You know, if you force yourself and you put yourself in a good position, or if you maybe buy the car, even though you're overextending yourself a little bit, you know, don't put yourself in a position where you're going to be, you know, in a, in a, in a stressful state, But you have to do things to keep you out of complacency because Mm -hmm. the only way to continue to improve and evolve, which I believe the universe, God, whatever you believe in, is designed us to do to continue to progress and evolve. That's when we're the most happiest and the most fulfilled is to continue to have some type of carrot, sometimes a why, sometimes a goal in order to continue to move to. The second your life starts getting stale and you don't have anything you're looking forward to, whether it's a vacation, a car, a rental property, whatever, is the second you start literally dying because you have nothing to look forward to
1: that's very true man um you know i'm not and i'm not telling people to go out there and just buy a lambo if you can't afford it but you know just you know smart smart spending but like just light that fire under your ass you know where you want to get after it and you're like hey you know i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna figure out a way to make the extra thousand bucks a month whatever it may be and i'm telling you that'd be the best advice you ever take you know you ever taken seriously
0: Agreed. So you talked about investing a little bit. I know you're big into watches. I'm starting to get in there. What's your take in terms of watches? Do you think it's a good investment? So
1: AP gang. Gang, gang. This is, I love this watch, man. Absolute One of my favorite watches. And this is like, I was telling you, it's like a trophy. You know, you're just so, when you get it, you're just like, I've wanted this for so long. I would always follow the blogs or, you know, the watch pages are like, I need this and I got this. I got, um, I got the rose gold chocolate face and then I got the one that you're wearing what is 60th anniversary. Yep, they I bought did. that for Luana, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, they're trophies, man. Um I didn't me personally I didn't buy it as an investment. Like this thing could go to 0 dollars tomorrow. Yeah, I would be pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> but I bought them because I, I just love watches. I love, you know, I think every guy should have a nice clean watch. Doesn't matter what the price is. Just something nice that makes you feel good, you know, you dress up throw it on. Um but yeah, I mean there is money in watches, you know, it's just like the market. Like right now, great time to buy. Actually, I, I saw this starting to go up again. You know, I saw some, some paddocks that were going for like 163,000 at the all time high. They are like 320, Sheesh. you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, there's definitely money in it. I personally buy them because I love them. And it just, it's just, when I look down on it, it just reminds me of like, why I do this, you know? And I you know, I'm not doing it for the money, but. Um, but I am like in a sense, you know, I like to like, I I do like nice things and I like to remind myself like, Hey, like this is why you work hard, you know? So I definitely love watches.
0: Yeah. And it's one of the few things I feel like dudes can actually like buy, like we don't have, you know, I'm not going and splurging on a Prada bag or like, I'm not, you know, buying all this expensive designer. Like I have some nice things, but like watches are the only jewelry that I feel like dudes can really like ball out on and feel good about.
1: That's absolutely man. I literally, I, I don't even I couldn't even tell you the last time I bought like something for myself that's like designer. I don't care, like, bro clothes like dude probably like I don't even know. Packs on. I have some Jordans on, OVO hoodie. Like I just don't care, you know? But like when you and here's another thing. Wa- the re- watches are a very good um conversation piece. Hey, a very and and you could say this because of course, I I there's I'm sure there's millionaires, billionaires out there who don't wear anything. that You never know. But a lot of people do who who you know do have nice pieces you know are successful you know you don't just wear a six figure watch and not make money so you know when you go into places i would probably go up to the guy and be like man i love your watch like whatever we get into what do you do next thing you know we're talking so it's a good you know it's a good piece to like start conversations with and and kind of if you go into a room like hey i'm totally i'm here <laughs> yeah most most
0: people aren't financing their six-figure watch right you know they're buying it cash yeah it's like, like a rari or a lambo or you can lease or yeah, you know no, you're buying these stuff. bad
1: boys outright but yeah. yeah i'm a collector man i, I love these watches i definitely want to um probably my next one i would get is i uh yeah i don't have any i, I i'm a big fan of rubber bands okay because sometimes you know with, i don't know i Type in all my computer, I'm hitting it and stuff. I just like a nice, like, you know, a Richard or uh, even an AP with a rubber band, probably my next one.
0: 100%. Dan, let's talk about brand a little bit. I know this is something you're focusing on. And really, if you look in hindsight over your career, your brand is really what's got you into the situation that you are. How important is brand? What tips can you give on it? And what should people be doing to work on their own personal brand?
1: Um, so, yeah, of course, branding is just so important. Um, number one, you need to, you got to build a brand vision and you need to stick to it. You can't be like starting two years, you know, go for two years and change and change. People just go like, all right, this, you know, it's just too much. You got to stick with something. You got to get a story and you got to stick with it. Um, number two, you know, you got to remember when you're building a brand, that's what, that's the first thing people see. So, you know, if, if someone types in GLD, Dan or whatever it is, you know, I want it to be all, you know, solid, good stuff that's, you know, people looking at it like, okay, these people are fucking, they know what they're doing, you know? So you, you know, investing in your brand, whatever it may be, that's that's just so important. You know, your brand is you, that's your image. Like whatever it may be, you need to make sure you're, you're all the way up there. Um, and you know, like, yeah, like it doesn't matter if it's like personal because even this, so for example, like say if I were to reach out to a company, right? myself through my Instagram, and then a buddy of mine who may have like, whatever, 500 followers, nothing, just random Instagram, they'll most likely, let's be real, pick someone like me who may be verified, who has, you know, more wins under their belt. So it, it is important to, if you are in that industry of whatever you may want to do is to, yeah, to really make sure like image is big, man. You know what I'm saying? Like really invest in yourself of the brand of whatever you're trying to do. And, you know, make sure when someone looks at me, they know I'm, I'm here for business. Basically.
0: Totally. It's the modern day
1: resume. You know, it is exactly. That is your, I literally like, I look at my Instagram sometimes as a resume. Like, what am I going to send a sheet in? No, you look and be like, damn dude. Okay. He's with this person. This person had this partnership. You know what I'm saying? It's just so quick. You know what I'm saying? It's just so easy to know. It, it gives you uh Trust, you see it, you type in my name, you see, you know, for example, like someone may listen to this podcast, and be like, damn, he really knows what he's saying, or he, that's cool, I, he has real life stories, what he's saying, you know, it's just the internet is really our resume now, and I think it's so important, whether it be podcasts, interviews, press, um, anything, it's that's it's just so important, it really is.
0: 100%, you brought up the verification, what's your thoughts about this new news uh, coming out with Meta?
1: Um, well, one... I mean, it's just like the. It's just like. We're at a. I think we're at a point where it's just like, there, every platform probably gonna do it. They saw Twitter do it. Everyone hated on it. Good old but, Elon. Yeah, they're just gonna follow. it. I mean, it's a money making machine. How do I feel about it? It sucks because it's like, you know. Well, here's reasons. Number one, is it's fun to like to try to get get it. You know, when you get it, you're like, I got it. Huge. Yes. Huge. You know, like everyone wants the blue check. So now it's like you could pay for it. Cool. I mean, I guess maybe they do other colors, but it just takes it away. It just sucks. And then I guess you could have people who are just straight frauds who pay it, pay for it, and then just scam you or whatever it may be. Um, It's just money, man. It's just, it's a game. Everyone, you know, any big business, they don't care about us. They're just going to want to run it up and I'm sure then they'll change to something else, a green check or whatever it is. It does suck because like, again, everyone wants the blue check, you know, and I know it's out there that you, obviously you could pay for it, this and that, but it's not like, it's not that easy. Like as I know a lot of articles I see like, Oh, you can just pay and get it. It's really not that easy actually. Um, especially now like Instagram caught on this and that. So there's still that urge of like w- wanting to get the blue check. So like, it sucks that it's getting taken away. Um, it is what it is. Who knows? I'm sure they'll, maybe there'll be a new platform out soon. And we'll move to that. I
0: don't Rumble. I know. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't even know what rumble <laughs> is,
1: but I see everyone posting it, but I don't know. Who knows, man. It's just like, it is what it is. We're just living in Instagram's world. We, what are we going to do? <laughs> Dan, let's talk a little bit about the,
0: uh, the spiritual side of success. I don't know you super well, but from the vibe that I'm getting is you're, you know, you, you understand kind of with manifestation and energy and how that all plays in. How has understanding kind of the spiritual side and mindset and attitude and focus and, you know, what you focus on grows Has helped you get to where you are today
1: yeah um you know i'm a big big believer in manifesting things you know it's like you know if if you think negative every day you're just gonna kind of grow onto it's like hanging out with a group of people if you hang out bad people all day you probably will start to turn bad you know if you hang out with successful people and good people, you know, you kind of leech on to that, you know, it's the same thing of just like yourself. So like, you know, of course I get down, you know, and it sucks sometimes, you know, when you're just getting a slump, you know what it say deals fall through, whatever it may be. And you're kind of down you're like, damn, you know, blah, blah, blah. You got it. You got to sit back and be like, okay, you know, I'm going to get this every day. I always, you know, I, I have a, I keep a journal, like a book. I I write whatever in it, you know, whatever it may be, but you know, just just reminding yourself, like, whatever it is, maybe, you know, maybe I won't be a billionaire, but I'll write it down, like, you will make a billion dollars, you will make a billion dollars, you know, and, like, you know, only God knows if I'm going to do it one day, you know, but I will, in my, you know, deep down in you, it gives you that extra urge to fight in, to fight for that, you know, that billion dollar mark, you know, so, yeah, manifestation is is major to me, Um, and being positive, you know, because, like, I, I you know, it's happened to me, I've gotten, you know, <clears throat> I had to be reminded like, yo, snap out of it. You know, let's, you know, let's think positive. Let's, let's, you know, let's move forward and, you know, make shit happen. Because again, I'm like, you know, I didn't get here from being negative. I didn't get here from, you know, getting in my feelings and, you know, not being able to get out of the rut. So, you know, I just got to remember like, Hey, you know, I came this far, you know, I've done it before. I've been through hard times. So let's just keep fucking, let's keep it moving.
0: Amen, man. You mentioned journaling. I know you and I both enjoy the cold punch. Uh, It's it's been a game changer for me. What other rituals or routines have you implemented to keep that high vibration, that high focus, and the stressful life of being an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah. um, You know, so I have my book that I just, you know, I keep my thoughts in. I write all my my possible plays my deals that are closed money that come in and come out yeah you know, it literally has everything i have in there i like that because it's like i'm a big visual guy you mm. know like yeah i use my notes and stuff on my iphone and computer but i really like to like i have my book i could feel it look through it you know I, I like that um other than that i'm not a big like therapy is good you know like i said i was talking about that earlier like therapy's nice do it weekly kind of just like vent about all that you know having someone to talk to On how I feel, Um, but honestly, man, I wanted to get into the cold plunge. Shout out to Cold Plunge. Um, They actually sent me mine um, through my buddy Eli. Sent up the deal, and it literally—it's been one of the best things ever. Game changer. I'll tell you why. So I'm somebody my mind doesn't will never shut off unless I'm sleeping from morning to night. My mind's going. My mind's going. Anxieties, whatever it may be, it's always going. And when you get in that cold plunge, and I know you can speak on this, you can't think. It's so goddamn cold. (laughs) You sit in that thing. You can't daydream. You can't think of what's next. You sit there and you're just in like pure, like presence, like you're present. Exactly. And that's the thing with anxieties. You know, you can get caught in the future, past, whatever it may be. You're sitting there and you're just like, I'm just like full focus, just like nothing on my mind. And then when you get out, I don't know if, you know, for people who have never done it, it just feels like you just been like, you have like this electricity through your body. Like, it's like, if you had 10 coffees without the, the jittery feeling. You're out and you're just like so proud of yourself that you just sat in 39 degree water for five minutes. You're just like, let's fucking go, baby. You know, you're just so fired up. And to be honest, a cool plunge is the only time where I could shut my mind off. And I, you know, I feel for a lot of entrepreneurs, you, you know, they have that same mindset where your mind's going, going, going. Oh, you know, you're thinking of like, you know, who's your podcast or your website or whatever it may be. You're just thinking, thinking, thinking. And that's the only time you could lay there and just be like, nothing. You just, you're just sitting there. You're just in peace. And I need that, you know, because like sometimes I'm just, it's, I'm so indulged in my phone or my computer. It's just like, you know, you're in there. My hands are under, I I can't touch anything. You're just in peace, man. And I really like that. And I enjoy it. And I, I'm a person, I can't really drink coffee. Um, it gets me anxiety. Like I'll start getting jittery. I just, I love the taste of coffee. Like I love coffee, but I can't, I can't drink it really. um, so the cold punch is is what I do. I don't really have any other rituals, but like that's my my go to, and I try to do it every every day. And if I'm not if I'm on traveling or something, I'll just you know cold shower. Kind of just gives you that like you, you just reset. Like you got to reset, man. It's so important.
0: It's a form of self care for sure. I mean, the last four months I've had it. It's definitely been probably the best investment i think i've made in a really long time and it's interesting because people hit me up all the time they're like oh you know what do you think you're taking from it what do you think the benefits are and sure there's a ton of you know reducing inflammation gets your endorphins going you know that energy like coffee feeling throughout the day is awesome but for me the biggest thing i notice is my mood increases so much drastically from the days i don't do it or or do do it
1: yeah so i forget what the uh statistic is isn't it like Twenty x dopamine or something, something like something wild, like yeah. So like when you do it, like I mean, especially so. There's times where I'm busy, and I'll do it at night, you know, whatever, just to get it in. But it's there's nothing better when you do it in the morning, yeah. And your day, you're just like, let's fucking go, baby. We're in it, you know. Like we just did thirty nine degree water. (laughs) Nothing can stop you, man. Exactly. Like you know, you're just fired up. Like, and I think it's the feeling of like. You just put. Who wants to get there? Who wants to get in freezing cold water? Nobody. I don't care what anyone says. That's not fun to get in cold water, you know. But it, the reason you're so excited is you just did it and you get out and you just have your body's like numb. You're just like you're just you just feel so good, you know. And and that's important to get to get your day started Doing already on a step of positivity of you know motive. You know, you're just ready to go, and that's so important because then you know I'll do it. I'm ready to go and I could bang out all my whatever I need to do for that day work, do housework, whatever it is. You're just ready to go and then you just get to it, man. I love it.
0: I agree, man. Get your cold plunge, y'all, or do some type of cold Cold therapy. I mean, you
1: don't even need, um, and I tell people, like, should I get a cold plunge? I was like, hold on, before you, because these cold plunges aren't cheap, you know, four grand, whatever it is. Start with the cold shower because cold showers are still cold. I know friends who will not even do a cold shower. Do cold showers. Get it going when you're used to it, then okay, then start buying some bags of ice, throw it in your your um your tub or if you have a barrel, whatever it is, ease into it because I'm telling you, like I've had friends who come and did it and they're like, Yeah, I'm I'm just not meant for this, man. Like I'm not doing this. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But like, you know, but like I would have been I would have felt bad if you spent four grand. You know what I'm saying? It's, like definitely ease into it, but get out of your comfort zone because it's like that's why I love it. Like again, no one likes cold water. So when you have to get in it, you're like conquering. It's just like you're hitting milestones, you know? So, for example, I had my dad do it for the first time. First time, did it, in and out, boom. Second time, 15 seconds. Second time, third, And every time he's, like, more and more excited. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? You feel like, yeah, you're hitting milestones, but by just going in cold water. But it gives you that feeling of, like, you know, whatever it is. Hitting the lot. You just are so excited that you did it. And, you know, that gives, I feel like, you know, Gives your brain the feeling of, like, just winning and you know, accomplishing something.
0: Yeah, which we don't get much anymore. You know, no, we're, we don't. We're in a society that's bogged down by, you know, lack of <laughs> adversity. You know, most people don't go through much adversity throughout the day. So doing something so simple as hopping in your pool during the winter, or cold shower, yeah. or investing in a cold plunge, literally can change your life if you do a consistency because mm-hmm. it bleeds into the other areas as well. Yeah. Dan, we're both the same age. We're 29 years old, and I've been thinking about this a lot. I turned 30 in July. I think your birthday is coming up as well. June. yeah. June. Okay, Okay, so right before me, a month older than me. There you go.
1: What year did you graduate? High school.
0: 2011. Same. Okay. So class of 2011. There we go. What does
1: 30 look like, a new decade? (sighs) So two dates that I'm very big on. I love my birthday, and I love New Year's Eve. Same. I thought she would laugh about it, cause she knows, like, when it's New Year's Eve, I I'm a big like, doesn't have to be party, but I want to celebrate because I'm a big on celebrating a year. I mean, dude, that's a year off our life, man. Yeah. Like, hey, we're living to die. Realistically, we will, you know, at one point, our our time will come to an end. So a year is big for me. You celebrate your accomplishments, um, everything you did, all the memories you made. Like, you know, going into a new year, I always love to do something. I always want to make sure I'm with my, you know, people that I love you know, having a good time because it's like, yo, we're going into a new year. Let's just make the best of it. So, um, you know, that's New Year's Eve and my birthdays are two big things that I really like to just enjoy being here on earth and be able to make memories. that's, I'm so big on, that's the reason why I love photography so much is because I'm capturing memories, you know? And when you do have those bad days, I have hundreds and thousands of photos on my computer on printed out. I'm a big, I like to print them out and just go through and be like, damn, man. You know, I fuck this day was so fun and this is unbelievable. Such a fun day. It brings you, you know what I'm saying? Other than just thinking in your head, you could visually see it, you know, so I'm big on creating memories. So like when these years pass, it's just like, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's something I just want to be happy about, you know, that I went through a whole year and celebrate another year. I couldn't agree
0: more, man. I'm the same way. I think birthdays and New Year's are extremely important because it gives a finite start and finish. exactly, And it forces you to go into reflection in order to see what you accomplished, what you didn't accomplish, your progress, your lack of progress. And if you're not keeping score of the game of life you're playing, it's hard to make adjustments when you need to. I like that. And I think those are really good checkpoints to, to look at.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I like what you said about, you know, be able to look back and being like, you know, kind of dial in on like what you need to change or what you did or whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, to say the least, man, New Year's Eve and birthdays are big.
0: <laughs> Damn. My last question for you. You've been amazing, bro. The energy has been, been fire. Just love your spirit and your, your hustlers mentality. If the person you are today, 29 years old, almost 30 year old Dan Folger could tell you, young hungry photographer entrepreneur and go back in time and give yourself advice what would that advice be to your past self
1: um gotta think about this i want to make sure this is good it's a deep Uh, question it is um i would want to tell them you know think big even though it may scare you you know and it may seem like this is impossible you know think big did i ever think that you know GLD was going to be doing nine figures. No, I mean, we were, you know, at one point making a couple thousand a month, you know, would I ever think that I ever think? I mean, I started, when I started photography, this was like a digital camera, just taking pictures of my friends and uploading to Facebook of us, like doing whatever the hell we were doing. You know, like I did not expect I was travel the world. I mean, I mean, I took photos of every person you could imagine, like Travis Scott, um, the weekend, Diddy, like I've been, you know what I'm saying? So like, think big, man, dream big, never let anyone shoot your dreams down and, you know, come up with a plan. Like I'm really big on, again, like coming up with a plan and manifesting it and doing whatever you can to do it. You know, if you're a photographer, you know, yeah, think about that as being one stage of, of your life. And that's going to be a stepping stone to get to other big things, you know? Yeah. Okay, cool. Maybe you want to, you know, start a photo studio or whatever, but that could lead into, you know, all the connections you make could lead into you starting a, um, you know, a media agency, and you know, of of brokering, you know, whatever it may be, because you know all these the people you're shooting, whatever it may be. But like, yeah, just dream big, think big, and you know, nevertheless, work hard, and enjoy your life while you're at it. Just the life, man. That's what you got to do.
0: Boom, guys, enjoy it. You heard it from the man himself, Dan. Where can uh, the viewers find you?
1: Um, so all my social medias are just at Dan Folger. On Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and uh, that's it, really. At Dan Folger, man. Let's get it.
0: Guys, go follow this dude. He's a stud. His lifestyle doesn't inspire you. And, uh, yeah, just grateful you guys have been on the journey. Dan, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you.
1: Absolutely, brother. Thank you for having me.
0: Till next time, y'all. Peace.